0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls I am officially back it's been a crazy 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 year Uh, seniors of college um, I'm done now though and I'm gonna be back on the grind I promise this is with Sal what better way to come back than with Sal DeFilippo Jr Um, you know we start off really 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 super um, in-depth and in, in, in a dark place and then and then we grow and it, it becomes humorous and becomes fun it becomes laughable it's everything you want in a podcast and more um without further ado welcome back ladies and gentlemen okay was that too loud Sal? no we're good all right welcome back welcome back everybody it's been it's been an interesting it's been an interesting couple of months i apologize honestly don't really apologize but I do apologize for not getting enough content out. People have been in my DMs for months now talking about, I'm a pussy. I need this, that, the other. Talking about, if you need motivation, here's your motivation. Listen, I see all those. Thank you so much for the support. I have been, I decided, before I introduce my guest, but you know my guest. <laughs> um, How dare you? How
1: dare you have an education, you fucking coward.
0: I was well, not even about the education. I decided to focus on my senior year of football in college. I'm not a fucking eighth grader or a, a 12th grader. I decided to focus on football and it turned out really well. So screw you guys, but I'm back without further ado. I'm back. You see the fucking sign Sal's with me. I'm fucking back from now on. It's grind season. Without further ado, Welcome back, Sal, for the 18th time. I, who, what better of a way to bring back the podcast when you're about to grind than starting with Sal?
1: I feel like at this point I should
0: be saying welcome back, Colin, as well. <laughs> I think you should. I think I, think, I think I deserve a welcome back. I've been gone. And I can also show these now. Oh, calendar. shit, yeah. I mean, you were always 21. I don't know what you're talking about. But I was a collegiate athlete. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Um... So let me just do this. Let me just start with this. So, um, yeah, I'll tell you about my last couple of weeks. How about that? So, I was I was worried I wasn't even going to start to start the season. First off, I don't know if you've been seeing anything, but I'll, I'll just tell you the story. So, I was worried I wasn't going to start. Um, COVID happened, you know. I was still coming back from an injury, kind of, and I was worried I wasn't even going to start. And even during the middle of the season, I was like, "You know, what if they like what if I'm not doing well enough and they bring me out and bench me well random random part in the season middle of the season I've been doing well um I've been grinding i'm going to I'm practicing twice a day, I'm going before practice after practice um they they name me as a captain for this for one of our biggest games, right, and we lose but it was still one of those, it was kind of a turning point for me. Um, and so we, I'm a captain in that game. And then the next week I have a 58 yard punt and a high average. And I have a, I have a good day, but it still wasn't a great day. Right. And then the week after that, we, we skunked this team. Maybe that was the week before we, we, we beat this team really bad. Um, and, I had a 69-yard punt, right? I had a 69-yard right. punt, 45-yard average, and I pinned, them back. I pinned the ball on the one. And I got Northwest Conference Player of the Week for all special teams. I come back the week after that, get Northwest Conference Play of the Week again. Before I know it, season's over, and I'm all-conference. I'm second-team all-conference. So within a matter, and I was captain for that last game. So within a matter of like three, four weeks, I was promoted to captain for two games. I I got Northwest Conference play of the week twice, two weeks in a row, and was recognized by my school. My face was all over the website. And then I got all conference, second team all conference. Within a matter of like three, four weeks. So needless to say, my emotion, and then now I'm done with football for good. So needless to say, my emotions are all, all over the place.
1: Yeah, dude, you were like a fucking Kardashian for a minute
0: there, and then uh, now you're nothing. Yeah, literally. I don't know, like, and I was talking. So I, I attribute part of it to I've been talking to a sports psychologist for like half the season, and I think it really helped me. You know, I was in, I wasn't in the greatest of places before, but you know, like, I feel like I attribute some of that to that, but. Dude, like, I I told her, I was like, today I was talking to her, I was like, I felt like I split off. At some point, I split off into a new timeline. And, like, here I was, just normal calling. And then all of a sudden, I split off, and all these achievements just kept flying at me, you know? And it was it was really overwhelming. But it was also, like, now looking back on it, it's like, that's one of the dopest things I could have done. I will always be able to say that I was a captain for uh, in college, I was Northwest Conference Player of the Week twice, back-to-back, and I was all-conference in college. So, that will be – I'll forever be grateful for that. But it was just like so fast. Like it was like within a matter of three, four weeks, everything that I've worked on for like seven, eight years just came at me, you know?
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's how things work once you work on them. Eventually they get finished and, and you know, whether you're ready for it or not, they get finished all at once. Once it's done, it's done. Um, but, you know, at least you were able to have those sort of accomplishments. I mean, it makes for a hell of a business card at this point. So you got that going for you.
0: Enough about me, though. Sal, what have you been doing? Like, I, before we started, I said that we haven't talked in like five months, if yes. that. So, like, what have you been doing? What's good? What's good? What are you? What's up?
1: Um, I have uh, undergone an operation, and I'm a woman now now um nothing's really new with me man i mean i uh, i started a new position at a concert venue out right here called brooklyn ball las vegas just working in the box office so that's cool so i'm back in the uh, music industry where i've always you know where i've been working towards since i was fresh out of high school um and you know covid kind of sidelined a bunch of things not to make a bunch of fucking football puns but um you know here we are so things are back now and uh, well things are not back back but they're <laughs> they're getting there they're you know they're a lot more back than they were. So I'm, you know, I'm working back in the industry and uh, things are only going to pick up from here. So it's nice to, uh, it's nice to get our feet grounded and to start moving again for sure. Definitely.
0: And that's got to feel good to be back at what you actually are passionate about rather than just working in like basically a construction company.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cool. It's like, it's one of those things where it's, it's just box office for now. So, you know, I'm basically just handling will call and selling tickets and, and all that fun stuff. But it's like, you know, I, I'm a I'm a people person. So it's like I get to interact with a lot of cool people at the window. And and the only thing that sucks about it so far is like, and it, 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 nothing to say about the job. It's just, uh, it's the statewide vaccine mandate. And I'm double vaxxed and we're not going to talk about that because, you know, f- fucking yeah but i mean just the people that do have a problem with it have a fucking problem with it and i gotta deal with all their shit fits and i gotta turn people away and people try to get refunds and unfortunately there are no refunds at our concert venue so then it's like that's a whole fucking fiasco and that always just holds up the line and and that sucks but i mean like if you work in any sort of i want to say retail for lack of a better term even though it's not necessarily like retail like in a major department sense but you know any sort of job where you have customer service you're going to have right and i mean i think it goes just just about anywhere if you if you work for any job where you interact with the public you're going to deal with shitty people and that sucks but i mean it's one shitty person per every thousand concert goers that are there to have a good time so they're already showing up. Maybe they've pre-gamed a little bit. They're, you know, they're in a good mood. Everyone's lighthearted. It's a really good experience overall. I mean, it's. I. I, I wish I could do it more. You know, um, I wish I could work there eight days a week. But right now, with, with the way concerts are, it's just uh, right now. It's usually just weekends. But hopefully, that picks up to uh, start booking some Monday and Wednesday tours and things like that. So.
0: And Brooklyn Bowl's more of a smaller concert venue, correct?
1: Yeah, it holds a twenty three hundred. Usually, we try to sell it at about twenty one hundred, so that way there's a little bit of breathing room. But I mean, if tickets start flying and there's demand, we're gonna sell the rest of them. You know, Um, when it gets packed, it it gets packed in there. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 bigger than a house. It's smaller than Allegiant Stadium. So,
0: how many or what's the biggest artist you guys have had there?
1: Oh man. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's tough because it's like a lot of artists, you know, we try to book artists that will fill the venue or at least sell a good amount of tickets and a, an artist that our venue can hold. And a lot of artists eventually go on to outgrow that venue. For example, mm-hmm. we had Post Malone on the Stony tour and that show sold out like immediately, but now Post Malone's way too big to play a 2300 seat venue he just headlined day in vegas out here i mean you know he's a stadium act at this point if not at least arena yeah um so i mean you know a lot of artists you know just gradually get bigger and bigger and bigger um but yeah i mean as far as acts we've had that have sold out the venue i mean there's been everyone from like i said post malone to chance the rapper on the color book tour uh suicide boys on the uh live and die new orleans tour uh schoolboy q on blank face Dizzy Wright's pretty
0: big. You guys have had him.
1: Dizzy Wright's big enough out here where he has a big enough following, but he's never sold it out or anything like that. But I mean, That's you know. crazy.
0: You would think Dizzy Wright would at least sell it out in Vegas at
1: the Brooklyn Bowl, right? I mean, possibly, but also Dizzy Wright plays there pretty
0: often, so it's sort yeah. of just,
1: there's. It's not like a, the supply and demand of like, and Dizzy Wright's also never had a project like Post Malone, Stony, for example. That Dizzy, yeah, okay, like, but that's
0: different, right? Like we're talking right. about like Post Malone, who blew up after when you guys first had, um, right? You know the demand for Post Malone and, versus a guy who is bred, is Vegas bred? You know, dropped seven hundred two EP, bro. Everyone was living on the East Side, bro, when that came wow. out, right? It's that bull the highway of him, and everybody loved that, bro, from the Vegas. Um, But yeah, quick asterisk.
1: Quick asterisk. uh, The Suicide Boys record is just called "I Want to Die in New Orleans," not "I Want to Live and Die in New Orleans." Um, I uh, I, I've had a feeling I fucked that one up, but you know, I have a good relationship with my parents, so I don't listen to Suicide Boys that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You Uh, know, I think while we're on this – no, finish what you were going to say because I was going to change the subject.
1: No, no, it's all good. I lost the Zoom window, but I found it, so continue.
0: I was just going to say, while we're on this topic, I think it's almost impeccable that we talk about Travis Scott, right? Sure. I mean,
1: yeah, fuck, that's a a thing, man. But, yeah, lead it off. Lead the charge.
0: So, you know, I obviously was still focused on football when the whole – was it last weekend or was it two weekends ago?
1: uh no it must have been two weekends ago because day in vegas was last yeah t- yeah two weekends ago but i mean at this point it's only wednesday so like
0: 10 days so I yeah, think so i was day. in spokane actually i was in spokane washington driving back when i heard about it um correct me if i'm wrong you can look it up but basically pe- there was people who were trampled to death from raging or crushed yeah, was, and there was also was, people were being injected with drugs right
1: yeah it was november 5th so uh it was, I guess, nine days. two weeks ago. Yeah, nine days Wait, No, today's, is, today's the 17th, so five Twelve seven, days, 12. twelve days Yeah
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. so Wait. it was twelve days ago, but anyway, yeah So apparently people were being injected and uh, You know, it's like, that's fucking terrible But at the same time I mean, there's no justifying it But like, what are you gonna do? It's like, if people wanna yeah. fucking kill If there, there are crazy motherfuckers out there that wanna commit acts of terror And they wanna kill people, and, and we learned that from Route 91 And And, uh, you know, just about every other week in American history, there's a school shooting somewhere or at least some sort of mass shooting and it's terrible. And unfortunately the sad truth is those people are going to be out there and those things are just going to happen. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no way to prevent it. Um, I'm glad that they, uh, there was a suspect and I, I think they caught the guy and that's a fucked up way to fucking go about it. Like that is terrible to go out and inject people. But I mean, the fact that somebody, I mean, I guess it falls on security for not checking thoroughly because it's like, how do you sneak in that many syringes unless it was more than one person, you know? It probably was if we're going to be real here, right? Right. And I guess you just need one syringe at that point because if you're killing people, you're not worried about using fresh needles. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I guess that falls on security to check that out. I don't necessarily blame Travis Scott for the fact that there was somebody out of his control that had a malicious intent to kill people. I mean, you know, by, by all means, fuck that guy. I think a lot of the blame falls on Travis and, and, and his people. Yeah, at the definitely. Festival for the trampling and for the fact they were not stopping the show and, and all that shit, all the other things that go on because there are right and wrong ways to run a festival and they did not run it the right way, hence the amount of lawsuits and the lives that have been lost. But in that one particular instance of that guy going around jabbing people, I mean, that's not on anyone but him. And, and you know, by all means, fuck that guy. but I Travis and his people got to pass on on a fucking murderer that there's no way they could have predicted.
0: Yeah, I, I think the injections is 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 a is a how do I how do I say this in the right way? I think the inject the injection guy is more of a um anomaly i think the problem people are having is what you were saying about the non-stoppage of the show and travis singing while he was seeing people dead being carried away no 100 percent.
1: and like i said i mean it's an anomaly but it does add to the to the shit show i mean less people would have died had they not been murdered let's let's yeah
0: yeah 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 um but
1: yeah i mean it's that anomaly is the reason why the festival was canceled because there were deaths and multiple deaths. I mean don't get me wrong, one death is too many. One is too many in any instance, regardless of it's a fucking music festival or a mass shooting or just a, a, a you know, a pedestrian getting hit in the crosswalk. Any one life lost is one life too many. Yeah. But um yeah, that definitely added to the severity of it. But yes, the people the the major Uproar over it is towards Travis and and him, you know. I I've seen videos of him saying stop the show and I've seen times where he could kept performing more and the crowd was chanting stop the show, stop the show. So it's one of those things where for I feel like it's tough for me to judge because I wasn't really there. But I mean, you know, I I still I blame Travis and I blame his people. I'm yeah. sure it's not too hard from a stage to see every time, you know, the crowd's chanting, Stop the Show, stop the show it's not hard to look out in the crowd and see why are they saying that? What's, what's wrong? Because clearly everyone there isn't just like, oh, this show's fucking terrible. You know, it's not like or Rolling Loud, where everyone just is like, get, get off the stage, you fucking bum. I mean, everyone there is a Travis Scott dick rider, so... True, and Travis Scott
0: is almost like a cult leader at this point, right? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. And the fact that 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 his own people are saying, Stop the show, stop the show, I mean something's wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, I was just a day in Vegas on Sunday because I worked the first two nights. So
0: you worked? I, yeah, oh I worked at
1: Brooklyn uh, Bowl. Yeah, I worked at Brooklyn Bowl. There were two shows. There was mm-hmm. um I can't even remember what the fucking shows were. One was a wine mixer and the other was uh um, oh. was an emo night. Um so yeah, right. <sighs> Two great nights, you know? Yeah, right? Fucking tip my hat to Live Nation on those. But anyway, so... Uh, As
0: I digress real quick, I will be back in town on Tuesday, by the way.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Let's do yeah. it.
0: So I'll be there until Monday. Tuesday to Monday. Um, Please,
1: but- so if anyone wants the official Colin needs answers or demands answers, <laughs> should I say, meet and greet, Colin will be signing autographs at the Galleria Mall Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. until 5.30 p.m.
0: I will not be home at 2- 3.30 at on Tuesday. Wednesday.
1: <laughs> Wednesday, my fault um my agent got me the wrong details on that one <laughs>
0: uh back to the travis thing though yeah. um you made a connection to route 91 and i haven't thought about that in a long time though um it i have a i have a i have something i'm going to do regarding um route 91 that i want to run by you it's a really cool idea and sure I th- uh, I'm not going to run it to you on the podcast because I don't want someone stealing my idea because it's that it's that good. Um, gotcha. But let's talk about for a second how important it was for the Vegas community, especially the Henderson community who lost Quentin, for the Golden Knights to come and the season they had in the 2018 season right after the Route 91 travesty. I think the connection between – The travesty of the most deadly mass shooting of all time and the Golden Knights becoming a franchise and going to the Stanley Cup is almost the most important story in sports history. I think it's up there.
1: Yeah, and and there's no question that it I I don't think it would have one would have happened without the other. I mean, no, don't get me wrong, Route 91 happened without the knights that happened first, but the Golden Knights would
0: not have rose to you know success. She, she was, was showing gone. up, at, she were showing up at England's house, going with knives, blaming him for Route 91. Could you imagine?
1: Yeah. No, I mean it was just it was one of those things where it was like. Um, you know the city needed someone and all of a sudden there were a bunch of guys that were cut from their teams to go to this new expansion team so these were the guys that were left out so these were the guys that needed a fan base and we were a fan base that needed guys to root for so yeah. we each we each equal part like, equally needed one another and the players played for us and we cheated like hell for them because they were the only thing that had to keep us going and we were kept them going and together we got through it and you know the next morning you know blood donation lines were wrapped three times around you know we're talking 6 to 8 hour wait times you know uh people were going out of their way to empty their pantries to donate food and water i mean you, you we all saw the reaction um, yeah. you know every major city in the world reached out to us which is uh the one thing that I think that we forget when I see hockey games and I see Knights fans being dicks to people like what what happened with those Avalanche fans during the playoffs last year. I mean, I get it. Hockey's a sport, right? is yeah. part of the sport. you got to talk shit. you got to talk trash. That's part of the game. That's part of what makes it fun. But, I mean, there's a line to be crossed. There's a line where, I mean, it, it goes from just talking trash and it's just in good fun and part of the game to just being borderline just disrespectful. And, I mean, I, I think that Vegas forgets the Colorado as well as – every other major city in America were, you know, part of the movement that would fly the Vegas strong flag and run those advertisements and, and get the word out to people and, and lend out their hearts and their prayers to us as well. when we were recovering. And I think that just a lot of people have forgotten that and, and forgotten that we owe those, those hockey clubs and those cities overall back the same decency. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, I think that, that I, I again, I wish around 91 wouldn't have happened. You know, I can't say like, oh, I'm glad it happened because the Knights are successful. I wouldn't have, you know, if the Knights never made it to where they are, that is what it is. If they would have had a year sort of like, you know, no offense what the Kraken are having. That's just whatever, you know, it's sports. It's just a game at the end of the day. But, yeah. um, you know, I would trade anything to, to go back and stop that night from happening. But the fact that it did happen has led us to where we are and, and I, the Golden Knights are a huge part of why the city overall was able to just rebuild and recover. You know, I mean, we're yeah, never for sure. fully recovered. We're never going to be fully recovered. There's still going to be scar tissue. I mean, that day in Vegas, even I thought, you know, there was a huge, uh, you know, condo high rise um, located like down um, at the intersection of Sahara and. Uh, uh, Fuck whatever the festival ground I can't I don't even know I guess it's Las Vegas Boulevard And Sahara at that point where the actual Festival grounds were and even I would look Up at the building and just think like you know Anyone can go on there and just there can be A copycat killer anyone can do the same fucking Thing it's overlooking the crowd Yeah but I mean I think the people In New York City look at the New York skyline and 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 look at the New World Trade Center And think the same thing about that Or you know it's just There are, you know, people in New Orleans, I'm sure, look at houses and think, you know, if there's another hurricane, my house is gone. You know, it's like there are, you know, major events leave scar tissue and that's just it, but we can't live in fear and we got to move forward and we got to keep living our lives and doing what we want to do for fun. And, uh, you know, that's what we did last weekend and that's what we're going to do in September for life is beautiful. And that's what we're going to do with every other music festival that comes here because, you know, we are, we are above the evil that comes into this world and, uh,
0: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, Route 91, you know, I remember that night like it was nothing. I've refrained on this podcast from talking about this because I'm really close with the Robins, and I was always worried that if I said something on here, I didn't want to offend a family that I'm close with who lost someone in that. But I want to say this because I don't think I ever have. Quentin Robbins was one of the best people I've ever known in my entire life. Um, I grew up with their family. Um, he was a great guy. He, he, was, he was immortal. And, you know, you, know you, you looked up to that guy. He was 20 years old. He was in my sister's grade. I had always looked up to him. Um, I actually wore an A um, in the class. Uh, class of twenty twenty or class of twenty eighteen to graduate because uh him and his friends wore the wore it with my sister and everything. You know, I wore the A because he wore the A. You know, I looked up to him. He was a great guy. And when he died, um, that was a big hit, dude. Everyone, especially yeah. Basic big hit. Like that was a big hit that Basic and Henderson community took, especially like the Henderson sure. Tucky community, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I personally, believe it or not, I'd never met Clinton. I never knew
1: him, but yeah. I knew a lot of people that did. But whether I knew him or not did not change the fact that an innocent person does not deserve to fucking die. Yeah. Going out when I do, what, what he wanted to do for fun, which is the same thing that I like to do for fun. You exactly. know, If I was a fan of country music, I would have been at that festival. There's no fucking question. I go to no. every festival I can. I go to every live concert experience that I can. It's just what I like to do for a living. It's what makes my heart beat. It's what I do for fun. And you know the fact that uh somebody my age was able to just be taken from us so quickly and so easily doing those exact same things it and that fucking sucks man that's heavy that's yeah. hard to look at you know it's hard to put myself in that position because we don't know what it's like when we're gone and and no. you know I I, it, I I think about if my parents were his parents and and that's just it's hot it's, it's tough man it's 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 hard to think about it's I, I I can't imagine what his family's been through, but and, I will say that, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine what his family's been through, but I don't have to imagine, um, you know, I don't have to imagine a world where he was just simply forgotten, you know, no, you yeah. pass away and people grieve and they heal and they get better and they move on and they celebrate and they go to their, and they leave flowers at the grave on the anniversaries of their deaths, but that's pretty much it. But, in this particular instance i mean i see that i see the the q logo that his family you know had mass produced and all the little stickers and things it was his little logo he had on his helmet and shit I see that on the back of a windshield at least once a week. You know, there's a giant mm-hmm. fucking Q painted next to the B on on uh, on the mountain behind Basic High School. Which, if you're if you're not from uh, this area of the world, if you're not from the Lower Valley, Henderson or Vegas in general, uh, there's a high school, rival high school to where I went, called uh, Basic High School. And behind that is a big mountain, and there's a giant B painted on it. It's it's massive um you know it's you can see it from the other side of the valley it's just like it's one of those things that just everyone kind of knows down here people throw bonfires at it all the time after quentin passed they painted a Q next to the b and uh you know that's that's the first time anyone like that is anything you know kids have gone to basic and passed away but that's the first time that anyone's had a memorial like that
0: you know well and, and so. i mean it's he had his jersey retired too. It's, sure. I mean, it's a testament. I
1: mean, he's got a street, you know. It was a yeah, street he, off a racetrack.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, and he has a courtyard right there too. He, their family is very important in the, in the, especially in the basic community in the Henderson community. But they, it felt as though he could do no wrong, and that's what hurts the most, dude. When he, I heard he was shot. I'll tell the story. I was laying in bed. I wasn't laying in my in bed with my dad, but like he, my dad told me to come in and watch what happened because he's watching the news and it was Route 91. I was like, I have so many friends there. And I was like, I feel like someone was shot, you know, that I know. And he's like, there's no way that's possible. It's like the the likelihood of that happening is just unreal. And when we learned, I was like, Quentin was shot. Um, The first thing that popped into my mind was I'm going to be playing basketball with him at the church the church that eventually he had his funeral at, actually. Um, sad enough, I, he was going to be at that church and he was going to be showing off his scar. You know, that's that's where my mind went. Right. And to hear that he died, I think, not that I've been scared of death for the last few years and I just got over it, but I'd been struggling with my mortality um, since that night, dude. Like, as soon as he passed, I it, that, it really. I think people realize this in their forties and in their fifties about death, but I really was faced with my mortality at 17 when Quentin died. Someone that close to me and that like close to God, you know?
1: Right.
0: And so when that happened, it, 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 and what really messed up my mind was I was always like, I would always count down the days until I was his age, exact age when he died. Um, and, I was, when I got there, because he was born in March 21st and I was born in March 18th. So when I got to March, when I got to, um, October or yeah, like September 30th or oh, 29th, 2020, uh, 2020, it was, I was the exact same age as him. And I was like, I'm not ready to die, you know? Right. Um, and it was a weird, it was a weird moment to be and put in perspective of your mortality. And I had been in this, in, in this, like I had been thrown into it. And then, you know, recently I, I've really matured. Um, I think it's just age and growing up and finishing college and everything. But you realize that I don't think you're ever ready to die. No. But I think that there's a point in your life where other people become more important than you. And the reason, the reason we hate death so much is because when other people die, it hurts to us more than we're not afraid to die. Maybe you're afraid to not exist, but you're afraid of the pain of dying. Really? If you're afraid of dying yourself and you're afraid of people, you love dying more than anything because there's nothing more painful than everybody you love dying.
1: Right. You know, uh, it's, Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. Um, I think we all struggle mentally here and there. Some of us a lot more than others. And I mean, those are the people that we shouldn't, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, I encourage you to pause this now if you know anyone that struggles mentally and just check on them. Just say, hey, you know, miss you, bud. How have you been? Take a few minutes out of your day. It might make the world to them. You never know. But I think that, uh, you know, every time we do struggle mentally, whenever we do lose someone, and, and if we have thoughts of suicide ourselves or whatever, whenever somebody does actually die, and I mean, actually lose their life, it kind of makes you stop and go, you know, whoa, maybe that's not what I want. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to deal with. I had a woman, um, a, a girl I knew named Alyssa who, uh, um, back when I worked at Seven Eleven, um, she would come in all the time, and uh, like every day, and she'd buy like a pack of like Trulies or White Claws or whatever the fuck, you know. She was a white girl, so it was a seltzer. And, uh, you know, I would always joke and tease her and be like, oh, another one? Uh, you know, it's just giving her shit, giving her a hard time. Because she's someone my age, and she'd usually have like a friend with her or whatever. I didn't think she'd kill a whole 12 by herself. But um, yeah, I mean, the other day I was on Facebook and I just saw like an RIP post and I'm like, what? And I went to her Facebook account and sure enough, she fucking, uh, she took her own life. And, um, you know, maybe uh, I, I, I never thought to make the connection because she always, you know, they always say like, oh, he always seemed like such a happy person because nobody wants to look that way on the outside. But I never made the connection that maybe that she was drinking every day because she was trying to kill something else inside of her and eventually that just got the better of her. And, you know, she left behind a beautiful baby girl and and that shit just sucks, man. and fucking sucks. Um, But, yeah, it's... Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the thing about death isn't the fact that we don't exist anymore. It's the fact that we have to leave that absence in the hearts of all the people that we care Mm. about. You know, it's the fact that we know how much it sucks when we lose someone. It's the fact that those people that we love are going to have to feel that towards us. Yeah. That's the part of it that fucking sucks.
0: It's man. It's, you know, we, we grew up in such a position in our lives. um, Such a place in the world where, you know, drug addiction, alcoholism, mental illness, and mass massacre, you know, right. all occurred within our youth.
1: Yeah, um, and, and uh, you know, the, the other things that, that suck about death too is it just it can happen at any moment for any reason that's entirely yeah. out of our hands.
0: Like Look at Henry, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs' situation.
1: Henry Ruggs, you know, yeah, it's like...
0: That's know. not a death of his... Cause here's the thing, he killed somebody, and that's death. And also, he killed his career in his future and that's yeah enough.
1: yeah it's sort i mean you know yeah it's uh it's just shit can happen to you at any given moment you never know you never fucking know you can be laughing you no,
0: i am gonna laugh because i was gonna say we can't just cut back to us laughing we're already cut back that. and i was saying <laughs> i was saying you know what sucks it's Literally, it'll be 5 o'clock, and I live higher than you, so it'll be 5 o'clock on a, like, it'll be 5 o'clock, and it'll be pitch black outside. Oh, no, no, no,
1: not this, not this, not this, no, not this fucking conversation, not the whole goddamn Daylight Savings conversation. Daylight
0: Savings is ridiculous, and if you don't agree with me, you're ridiculous. No,
1: I agree, it sucks, it's terrible, but that's also the whitest thing you could possibly talk about, is how dark outside it is How this early, I hate it.
0: We went from the most deep conversation About ruining And our experiences To day lives <laughs>
1: That's like That's like the equivalent Of when it rains out here Some There's always that one asshole That's like We need it Like fuck you No you know, we the don't the
0: worst person in the, the world desert You know the, the, wor- the worst The worst person in the world Period the Straight up people, like, no, like the person Like if you could If you could mold The worst person in the world It's always okay. the people who When you're in a conversation Right Uh mm-hmm. huh They don't really, they're not really people. They're just bots. And so they'll like, (laughs) they're for, that's the daylight savings, or they'll rain you. Or like, the one that really gets me is like, you know, the people who are like, when you're walking, you either give them a head nod up or a head nod down, you know? If you don't know who they are and they're usually a strong person, you're like, this. It's the people who don't do that and they just stare at you, or the people who. Or like, will like talk to you in line and stuff. Those people deserve to be slapped at some point in the near future. I
1: don't even think you can call them people. They're just bots, bro.
0: Yeah, they just kind of
1: exist. I mean, I hate like it's crazy to me that like you go through your life and you interact with people and you're just like that person has no fucking soul. Like, that person's never gonna fucking do anything with their life.
0: I, I mean, if you're crazy. a god though. If you're God, though, wouldn't you, like, sprinkle in some fake people just to make people's real people's lives more interesting?
1: I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I don't fucking know. I never really thought about that. I mean, I guess I can play The Sims and find out. But, I mean, that's what The Sims is. It's just you playing God.
0: So, here's my question for you, Sal. Hey, me. Where have you grown in the last five years? Five five years? Where have you grown in the last five years besides? My dick. Yeah. Uh no, grown in the last five months, like, as a person. Where have you gotten better? Where have you seen... <laughs> oh, shit. That's increase. a hell of a i It is, and, and I, oh, I want to get into some things, because...
1: Man, where have I grown um, in the last five months? I don't know if I fucking have, man. I mean, here's the thing. You had to I, have, bro. I... I mean I could I I feel like I've shrunk more than I've grown, if that makes sense.
0: But isn't that growth in its own respect?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean I've just been uh I guess in the last five months I've I've been a lot more motivated as of late. I've been uh adjusting my sleeping habits. I've got a job that uh that I really like and that I've been trying to get I don't know, I've been trying to get a paid position at Brooklyn Bowl since September of two thousand eighteen. 3 years later I finally fucking got it. So there's something, I guess. Um, and that's no disrespect to them. I mean, that was something I signed up for. I was an unpaid intern for a while and now I'm a paid employee and that's fucking sick. You're a
0: paid intern.
1: I'm a paid on intern. Um I'm a paid outturn. And it's an
0: extern I think is what it is.
1: <laughs> okay. And uh Yeah, I mean I just Aside from that, I've been uh, kind of going through it. I've been going through the struggle, um, not just mentally. I don't want to admit to it publicly, but fuck it. I got nothing to lose, especially money, because I've been flat on my ass broke for the past like couple months. I mean, I'm talking to a full-time college student, so I get it.
0: I mean, I'm about to say, you're talking about broke here, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm broker than you, bro. I'm, I'm paying to play football, basically.
1: Yeah. I, was, I mean, I've just been you know, going through it. I've not been working a full 40 hours and just not, you know, it's, money hasn't really been there. I've completely gone through my savings account and I've racked up some credit card debt that I'm working on paying off. So I've been going through that and, and, you know, there's been days where I've had to figure out where my next meal is when I hadn't started at Brooklyn bowl yet. And, uh, you know, I, I learned to cook. That's something through the struggle. I learned to make food because I had to, I learned how to cook fucking hamburger helper and I'm so excited about it.
0: Hamburger helper is is a move, bro. It's
1: fucking good, dude. It's fucking good. (laughs) I can feed myself for two days off $3 off the double uh, cheesy Italian shell box. Fucking run it. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, that's, uh, I guess I've I've I haven't really I feel like I'm the same person, and I feel like I haven't been through anything that's super traumatic enough to force me to grow. Not that you can only grow through trauma, but you know you get know what I'm saying. But I've certainly developed more skills and I've gained things in life. It's so still growth. My yeah, my position where I'm at has has progressed. I just don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't know if I have any sort of like, I guess, yeah, I guess it's still growth. I just, I, I register and monitor growth as as in terms of like, you know, changes in thinking and, 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 uh, you know, changes in in outlook and ideals. And I guess I'm still the same kind of person in that regard, but, but maybe I don't need to be a different person just yet. Maybe I just need to keep progressing and moving forward and just becoming a better me, but not necessarily a different me. That's what I've been working on.
0: That's good. And, I think that you're in the you're in a process of growth um, right now. Right. I I'm in a weird spot in my life because I'm at a spot where it hasn't been. Can you say something where you're at right now and just smile real quick? Say something though.
1: Say anything whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, no. You're good. Do
0: it. Yeah. I needed a sorry for everyone who's listening audio wise, I needed a clip or a picture for our um podcast cover. Um yeah, but I I'm said, at,
1: I don't know if you heard me, but I said OJ didn't do it. But continue.
0: <laughs> the prevalence of OJ in Las Vegas, but um I
1: mean I don't know why he wouldn't be here, he didn't
0: do anything wrong. Well. Um I'm at a point where I was so worried about failing and so afraid of failing that when I succeeded past my wildest desires, I didn't really enjoy it because I was so wrapped up in being afraid that even though I had all these achievements, I still wasn't good enough and that I, um, and that I, uh, I was just so afraid of failure, you know? And, and, um, and it caused me to grow tremendously, and it caused me to work harder than every person that exists on our team I'm the hardest worker I was the hardest worker on our team, and I was a kicker and and I have two torn labrums probably in both my hips, and i i'm like I tore my body down time and time again, but I achieved everything i could have I could have asked for you know, and so I'm extremely grateful, but I'm also kind of nostalgic, and I'm kind of like i have I can't. My body will not take another year of football. But it's kind of like I have another year of football eligibility wise. Why would I not play? You know. But it's also right. like I don't need to be here because I don't need. I'm not at school here, so we're like grad transfer. It's. I'm in a weird spot in my life, and, and I mean, it, you know. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I think that it, you just got to look at it from the perspective of what left do I have to prove to myself? I if don't, you feel yeah. like there's anything left on that field that you need to go out and prove to yourself, then you go play another year. But if you truly feel like you've accomplished everything there is to do, then you're only wasting a year of your life by going out and still doing it. Even if you love doing it, there's still something else that you can love doing with your time that can you can use to move you know you can progress forward whether it's the podcast or you know whether it's uh you know moving into your design career field with your degree or you know whatever the fuck you want to do for the next year of your life to get yourself into the next you know the next chapter of your existence
0: i'm so excited to be grinding the podcast again it's my oh, favorite yeah. thing to do. It like besides I was so I was so into football this semester and it flew by and I, I'm so grateful for everything. But this is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, it, I love our
1: episodes. I'll go on. Yeah.
0: No, this is here's why I love the podcast, Sal. I do this with everybody, bro. People I don't even know. That's why yeah. I love it so much, dude. It's I've been trying to get you to do your own podcast for I don't know how long now.
1: But <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, cause here's, here's what I love about our, your our podcast, right? Yeah. Is the fact that you get people on that actually know what the fuck they're talking about, and you have like intelligent conversations, and then like every six episodes, my dumbass just pops up again, and we're just bullshit
0: But it's not even bullshit, bro. Because we have some really <laughs> in-depth conversations, and and you know what you're talking about about a lot of things, bro. Yeah, that's right. I, try I think heart. you I think you undervalue your own competence. <laughs> Because right. when it comes to a lot of things Especially music You know what the hell you're talking about Even sports you know what the hell you're talking about Right I'm it, it's, it's, to not like you, it's not like you have a low IQ It's not like you're stupid It's just that you haven't been put in a place Where Wait till you get a position whether at Brooklyn bowl or somewhere else with a music position and they need your opinion and you give them the best opinion they ever heard. That's what I would say. It's almost, you're almost there, but you just need that opportunity. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends, bro. I mean, there are a lot of my friends who are just fucking lazy and they have talent, bro. You know, there are a lot of my people, but like, there's a lot of people who, actually deserve an opportunity who just haven't given an opportunity you know right yeah. out of the people that i know they just need that opportunity and i think that's a lot of people around the world they just need sure. that opportunity and don't be afraid dude everything you want is on the other side of what you is what you can't you think you can't do dude. you know everything I, you want everyone's just people bro everyone is just people and if you realize that no one's better than you no one's worse than you and you can just go make your life a lot a lot better
1: yeah, all that talent is, is, or all, I'm sorry, all that fame is, is talent plus opportunity. That's all it is. Because, you know, you go on Instagram or TikTok, and let's say you watch someone playing guitar, right, and it's, it's someone you don't even know, and they're fucking ripping. They're just absolutely fucking shredding. I mean, that's talent, but they're not in a, a band that's well-known, so there's no opportunity. So they're not going to reach that point of of being, you know, they're not going to play in Metallica. They're not going to be on, on that major level, on that on that grand stage. They're not going to win a fucking Grammy because they just haven't gotten the opportunity. And that sucks, but, I mean, that's the, that's 99% of talented people, you know. If you go to the hood, and I say the hood because you're not going to see this in, like, a normal rec center, but if you go to the hood and you see a pickup game of people playing actual ball, there are people that can fucking ball, but they don't go to, the, you know, some of them aren't in college. They don't go to school or whatever. They don't get that opportunity to, to prove themselves that they could play on a major level. It's just, it sucks. I mean, you know, like I said, there are no white people that can play on that level. <laughs> there are. White people that have talent become punters.
0: <laughs> Quarterbacks. Um, uh. yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of you know, dude, honestly, everybody who's out there who's a young kid and thinks D one is the only place that has talent, you guys are fucking idiots, bro.
1: No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh fuck, I just yeah, on
0: my college head. football is the hardest thing that you could do. Oh yeah. I mean, it really football, is
1: man. yeah, a hundred percent, dude. No, but like I mean, hard, fo- football's crazy.
0: Dude, people don't understand, bro. And like if you're a good football player at any level, I mean like once you get to like the fucking really low levels, it's kinda questionable. But even then, bro, like, if you're an NCAA football player, even the lowest NCAA football player, bro, if you're a good, low-level NCAA football player, bro, you could play in the NFL. There are Division three football players who get drafted every year. Sure. And there are Division and And, I, like, dude, there's, like, my, my best friend, one of my best friends who plays, who was our quarterback, he deserves to play somewhere else. Like, he's going to go play either overseas or somewhere else. Like, he is good, bro. And, and it's... It sucks that people don't understand that, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's certainly one of those things. And thankfully, there are you know there are lots of opportunity aside from the NFL, uh, the XFL if it ever comes back, arena league, Canadian football, everything overseas. But, yeah, I mean, people just don't really get it as a whole.
0: It's hard, bro. College it's football hard. is a – like, it is the hardest thing I have ever done, bro. It takes everything out of you. you and I, and we go to a prestigious university. So I'm going to a prestigious university and playing college football. I'm talking – I don't have any time because I'm a senior right now. I have all the time in the world. I don't know what to do with my time. But, like – During football season, bro, it's grind on grind on grind. And people don't understand that. I worked my ass off to get everything I needed.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing, too, is that's just college, man. A lot of players that that go through that, when they make the NFL, they can't transition. Yeah. I don't say it's just college. It's like, oh, it's just college. That's step one. Yeah, step one's fucking hard, you know. Especially when you're out there on the field, people see guys play the game and they think, "Oh, I could do that." It's like, really, you think you yeah. can play quarterback? You think you can? You know, every play is an, is an ad lib. You know, even if it's a scripted play, something yeah. can go wrong, and you got to be on your toes. Bro, even I had you,
0: multiple you, games. You know? I had multiple games this year where I should have been blocked, bro, and I got a ball off, and I hit a fucking good ball, and, yeah. And I pinned i I had 17 punts inside the 20 this year.
1: Yeah, there you go. And that's the other thing, too. Not only do you got to do your job, you got to do your job and and stay alive. God damn it. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, as I was just saying, um, we had to take a small little intermission there, but... Yeah, not only when you're doing your job, whether you're a kicker or a quarterback or, or a receiver or whatever, but mainly a quarterback or a kicker because you have to be behind the line of scrimmage and there's a, you know, people are blocking yeah. in front of you. You have to not only do your job, but you have to also avoid the fucking mass of humanity that is coming to demolish you. Now, in your case, there are penalties that keep you protected. You cannot rough and you cannot run
0: into. Favorite quarterback, still, though.
1: Yeah, same for the quarterback. I mean, you know, they call rough in the past. But still, bro, like. But still, it's like you know, if you're a running back, fucking God, God help you, man. Because not only do you have to find a hole and you gotta get down the field and you gotta power through, but you gotta run full speed into a, you know, if if you're just trying to break through the line of scrimmage, you're running full speed, and uh, you know a 300-pound linebacker is running full speed at you, and you're going yeah. to collide, and and you know the play only stops is, two, there's two ways the play stops, well three, you get pushed out of bounds, you get in the end zone, or you get fucking slammed into the turf. Yeah, over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again. People don't realize how physical that sport is. Just because they wear pads, the injuries are real, and the amount of bro, calories burned really is
0: real. Yeah, the
1: injuries are real, and even if on the plays where people don't get hurt, linemen collide with a lot of fucking force. Do
0: if people they, know what stingers are? Stingers? Do you know yeah, what stingers?
1: Uh, yeah, bees have them, and when they make contact,
0: they fall off and they die. Oh, okay. A stinger is when an offensive lineman or a, a person who plays football, linebacker, running back, when they hit somebody, their head, um, a shock goes down their spine and then it goes down their arm and their arm goes numb and they can't feel their arm because they just had a spinal nerve injury and they're just called stingers and you just play through those. My friend Kamey plays offensive line, dude, and all they do is hit their heads, but he rolled his ankle and it was a hyper ankle spade for like and he played the his entire last game on it for three quarters and just high ankle spray of like a guy who's two fifty. Center yeah. two fifty. Like
1: Yeah, athletes just play on and that shit's unbelievable. All
0: right. Also, all you motherfuckers who think the offensive linemen who are fat are not athletes, those are no. the most athletes You're
1: right. out of your mind. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. Those guys exercise more than you will ever exercise in your fucking and,
0: life. And they have to keep fat on them. All they they, have, to is,
1: stay bit, they if, have to stay
0: big. If they're not working out or hitting someone, they're eating constantly.
1: It's a full-time job, 24 hours it a is, day. It is,
0: bro. Nobody likes to eat that much. I don't like to eat that much. Oh, no. No, bro, You when you start, because look, you probably oh, eat what? Yeah. And, and when you're like bulging, you probably eat like 3,000 calories. These, oh, these guys have to eat like 6,000.
1: Yeah, like, they have to fucking eat, you know. Eat. If
0: you're losing weight, they, they make, make you eat weight. so yeah. much. Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: And you have to eat enough to keep your body in that shape but where you can offset with the cardio to where it's not like you're fucking winded after every play. They like, need like... like Typical yeah. fat boy going up a flight of stairs Where he's yeah. out of breath and wheezing and reaching for his Fucking inhaler you gotta yeah. do that shit Play after play after play especially if you Well if you got a shitty offense You gotta just run to three plays and then you know you're good But <laughs> if You know if, you, if you're on a solid team that can put Together a yeah. drive You might be out there seeing 90 snaps a game So
0: you know? I um, I punted and I Held so I was the holder for our Field goal kicker
1: Nine is a lot, but yeah, go on.
0: Um, yes, so I held, and so we had, a, we had a punt, right? And I was standing on my five, and I hit it, and it was 69 yards and where the guy hit it, and then he dropped it, and the ball kept going, and we picked the ball up, and we got the ball at the one-yard line. And I didn't realize that. I thought we just stopped the ball at the one-yard line. And I'm, like, getting hype with everybody because a 69-yard punt is a fucking bomb. It was 60 yards probably – in the air, maybe longer.
1: Yeah, in the NFL, it all kicks And And
0: um, I'm looking out, and everyone's on the field, and there's a 10 guys. I'm like, wait, Raiders alert. They were saying Raiders alert, Raiders alert, and Raiders is our, is our kickoff team. And I was like, wait, we haven't even kicked a field goal. And I looked up, and everyone's on the field, and I sprinted, bro, and I've never been more fucking winded in my life, bro. Punters do not run. We do not run ever. We ran the conditioning test, and I failed it. I failed the conditioning test. So bad because my hip, bro, my hip. I have a torn labrum and I popped it again, bro. While oh. running the division test, I was on five out of six, bro. But it was a hard test. I'm talking the offensive lineman have to run that shit. It's it's um, it's uh, 150 yards. So it's
1: oh, it's a field and a half
0: to the 25 and back, wherever you're at. Five, twenty. Yeah, wait, 25. So. 100 so is the 20, four, so yeah, six times yeah. down and back, um, and s- down and back three times. And you have to do it under skills had to do it in 20 seconds. We had to do, or maybe yeah, 20 seconds. We had to do it in 26 and the offensive Fuck lineman had to do it that. in 32, I think Fuck
1: that dude, I, I, and, I would do it in on. four minutes.
0: What'd you, what'd
1: you say? I said, I would do that in four minutes.
0: Yeah, and and ass. I was on my fifth one, and my hip just started, it just popped, and I was like, I can't do it. I'm gonna fuck up my leg. And dude, it was. People don't realize how good of shape, like all these football players are in, bro. Like even the offensive lineman, bro, kickers, everything. It's insane. But then after season, like we stopped running. Like uh, during season, kickers are not running. I'm sorry to say I that mean, to you. And,
1: and that's to be said for every pro athlete. I don't care if you're a fucking NASCAR driver. Those guys work out to understand. To, you know withstand those. And I'm not saying NASCAR driving isn't a sport because it is to withstand <laughs> yeah. that amount of those amount of fucking forces. I don't know the technical terms. I don't know if it's G force or what. But I know those guys. It's not easy to steer a car at 200 miles an hour. I though you know. But anyway, yeah, like I was saying, it's any athlete you imagine, they fucking work out. It's like, yeah, they, they get – yes, Patrick Mahomes makes $40 million a season. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of money, but the kid works, you know.
0: I mean, Patrick Mahomes is an interesting subject that you bring him up. I think we have to talk about his gay brother, Jackson Mahomes, <laughs> dancing on Sean, Sean – um... Yeah.
1: Now, they again, two sides to every story. They said that that is just the area that they had roped off for you know media people and and whoever you know they said they moved them to that area right yeah and I I've seen a lot of accounts of that I've seen accounts of and pictures of people at other games that were on the same area I, I guess that's just the area that had roped off I think the blame falls on the stadium for that one that being said Jackson Mahomes is fucking cringy don't get me wrong he's at least just not, he's the last person you ever want to follow on social media. He's, Facts. I mean, yeah. If you follow Jackson uh, Mahomes. If I was, yeah, if I was Patrick, I'd still be looking into putting him up for adoption. But I don't think the number thing was his fault. No, I don't think no, it is. No, it. I mean. No, granted, he didn't have to do granted, he didn't have to do a fucking TikTok dance ever. <laughs> Nobody asked him to do that on any part of the field. But I don't think that them putting him there was on him.
0: I don't think putting them there, but like, bro, like he didn't go to the last game and Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I want to know why. Because mom didn't ask Patrick to watch his little brother. He didn't have to, he didn't have to babysit Jackson Mahomes. He was able to out there to just have fun. Plus, you know, let's be real, he really played the Raiders. But yeah, the Raiders have been looking nice this year. Let's all right. They've been looking nice. They've been looking. They've been looking. They've been looking wild
0: card nice. Let's. They've been looking wild card. Let's talk about everything that's been going on, bro. You got to start with John Gruden, then Henry Ruggs, and David Aron.
1: Oh no, yeah, no,
0: I agree. The Raiders have been through the of this season already. Is it Vegas's fault? I say no. I'm saying look at the Golden Knights and look at the Aces. I'm talking my my best friend. Is is from Cupertino, which is in which is um, NorCal, and he's saying that it's the city's fault the Raiders. I said it's the Raiders organization that's doing this, bro. Like yeah,
1: no, it's not the city's fault. I mean, look all around the league, this shit happens. You know, Rex yeah. Ryan had a foot scandal. Uh, Aaron Hernandez killed a guy. Uh, o. <laughs> o. S- a guy,
0: I think Aaron Hernandez killed like three or four people, bro, including Probably. himself.
1: Yeah, all that, that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. His body count's at least two. Uh, <laughs> I think it's at least three. I think two people were in one incident at least.
1: Yeah, OJ Simpson robbed that one guy at the South Point and nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, you know, football players commit yeah, crimes yeah. sometimes and that's terrible and they shouldn't, but oh, I mean, Kareem, um what's it Kareem Hunt
0: kicked uh what's her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Adrian Peterson Peterson his, yeah,
1: Adrian Peterson Yeah, Adrian
0: Peterson built beat his kid with a hey, branch. Listen, we do not talk about Adrian Peterson in, in this in this because Adrian Peterson is the greatest running back to have ever lived and yeah,
1: for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: He definitely did not play for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: I think he did. I think he's there right now.
0: No, he's on the Titans right now.
1: Oh, well, and he went I think he went to the Cardinals.
0: He was on the Redskins, Lions, Vikings, Titans, maybe Cardinals. I don't think so.
1: Looking this up. Continue. Yeah,
0: that's fine. No, I that's I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no,
1: he, yeah. Cardinals release Adrian Peterson, March thirteenth, twenty eighteen. He had a pair of his hundred yard games in his brief Arizona tenure in two thousand eighteen. There you go. Huh.
0: I think that CTE has one thousand percent something to play with everything. Right,
1: but at the same time, sometimes players just—you know—you you give a mouse a cookie, and in this case, you give a mouse a shitload of money and a platform and you know yeah. verified social media and fame and fortune, and they don't know how to handle it, and they go out and they make mistakes like Henry Ruggs did.
0: So let's talk but about the whole yeah. all three of them, though.
1: Yeah, sometimes CTE plays a case. You know, look at Chris Benoit. Yeah. Sometimes. You know they're just they it's they're too young to even get it like Henry Ruggs and they just fucking do shit like that. So I mean it's uh, I don't blame Vegas. I I just you know things happen all around the world. Look at the Chicago Blackhawks coach, same fucking thing.
0: Coaching, same, is same thing John Gruden. Gruden. John Gruden is if you looked at any of the NFL coaches, gee, like any of the older NFL coaches, emails, bro. Like come on, bro. Like yeah. You think Jerry Jones ain't saying the N-word ever? Come on. (laughs) Come on. Jerry Jones has has said the N-word. At least twice. Every day of his life. Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, there are people. But it's America's team, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There like the John Gruden thing is unfortunate that he's like that. It's unfortunate that he was the only one that was looked at because I think if they looked at the NFL. It'd be a lot more racist than they think. It's started out with oh, all dude. white people, bro.
1: Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and even if it wasn't racist, it would be at least fucked up. You can't tell me Bill Belichick doesn't go down to the fucking massage parlor and get happy endings all the time. There's no way. Like, I mean, it's, even even if you know they're not racist, there's a, there's a handful of coaches that I feel like are just normal, regular, fucking decent guys. Yeah, you know, I feel like everyone's up to something. But I mean, that's professional sports, you know it's if if you give a guy enough money they start to get an uh you know um what's the they get like a god complex yeah and you know that that's not just football i mean look at baseball baseball's entire sport is based on you know breaking the rules mm-hmm. like the entire fabric of baseball is about just debauchery you know i hate to say it but like Everything from steroid scandals to guys pitching games on acid to Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle showing up fucking hammered for every game to, you know, people, you know, chewing tobacco while you play a sport and just spitting everywhere. It's like nobody's ever taken that sport seriously. It's a game and it's a sport and it's a great game. and It's a wonderful game, but people, you know, it's just like it's one of those sports where it's just. This, that, that kind of shit just happens, man. I mean, like, Jimmy Carr summed it up uh, w- really well with a joke on... Uh, fuck. I think it was The Roast of... Uh... Beaver. I think it was Rob Lowe. Rob It, it
0: might have been... Yeah, I think it might have been Rob Lowe, yeah.
1: Yeah, do you know the joke I'm talking about where he's like, um... Peyton Manning is, uh, you know, he's, he's a British comic. So he's like, I don't know much about American football, but Peyton Manning's here tonight. Peyton played with some of the greatest uh, mur- murderers, criminals, and wife beaters on planet Earth or something like that. He said something along Yeah, I do
0: lines. remember that, yeah.
1: The following joke was funnier, where he said the only people who get more concussions than NFL players are their wives. That was a funnier joke. But, um, yeah, point is, it's just, People do fucked up shit When they get a lot of money There's no way to escape it I wish there was But Alright yeah So <laughs> so get this right We had
0: to take a Hold on We had to take a 20 minute digression real quick Yeah Say what you were saying though
1: So Colin I'm gonna out you Colin had to go to the bathroom Right So we paused the podcast So we could do that And in the meantime I turn around Because behind me On my bed over here I don't know if you've been able to see it But I've had some mail I had a package from a buddy of mine who's in a really uh, popular pop punk band out of Florida. Um, And I had uh, another envelope that was addressed to me that just had my name in the middle and it was like really faintly stamped. And in the corner it was like faintly stamped by some like people in Tennessee that I'd never heard of. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So get this, right? Let me take you back in time to two years ago. My father has a three-team parlay. Okay, two of the first teams are in. He's got BYU left. He's got a thirty-dollar three-teamer. Right, he needs the first half to go over. BYU is a field goal away from making it over. Right, it's like a thirty. Uh, they they get um It's it's like a forty-yard field goal or some shit that they line up to make. And then there's a penalty, and they go back 15 yards. So it's a 55-yard field goal they have to make at the buzzer. At the end two seconds left in the first half to win them this bet. My dad thinks he's dead in the water. It's college. You, you're, you're in college. You know this. Not a lot of college kickers can kick 55. Out trots number 39, Jake Oldroyd, for the BYU Cougars. Jake Oldroyd fucking drills it. It would have been good from 67. He would have put out Justin Tucker. He fucking drills this field goal, splits the uprights. It's good. He wins my dad like 210 dollars or whatever the fuck the, the three teamer is. Um, so my yeah, I think it's 210 because it's six to one on your money, and he had 30 bucks on it, so that profits 180 plus your 30 back. So Jake Oldroyd wins my dad this bet. From that day forward, my dad was a massive Jake Oldroyd fan. Every time BYU would be on, he'd put him on to root for Jake Oldroyd. Since then, I went to follow Jake Oldroyd on Instagram. He only has like 2,000 followers. It was a private account. He accepted my follow. I was very happy that he let me in the club. Well, earlier this year, Jake Oldroyd announces that he's getting married. And he puts like a link in his bio to where you can sign up. For to get like, an invi- like to get on like the mailing list for like the wedding invitation,
0: yeah, the Mormons that they do that,
1: yeah <sighs> that's where he fucked up because you know that I immediately signed up to be on the list, yeah, and i'm looking at this envelope i 'll pull it up now <laughs> i'm looking at this envelope, and it's not very discerning like there's not let's see my name's barely stamped on it, it's yeah. barely there. And I'm looking at it and I'm like what the fuck could this be And then I see it's postmarked From Provo, Utah And I oh, no. automatically knew what it was What the fuck was <laughs> up. So I had to pause to grab my dad And we cut it open very cl- Like very carefully yeah. Put it together Are you invited to this wedding now? I am 100% invited To Jake Oldred's wedding <laughs> You're going to Jake Oldroy's wedding? You bet your ass I'm going to Jake Oldroy's wedding. (laughs) Does he even know who you are, bro? Nope, not a clue. Never spoke to him a day in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My dad and I are 100% pulling up. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to be there. What is the package? Oh, the package is, is unrelated. That's some other shit that I was expecting anyway. Oh, the package is uh, a buddy that plays in a band that sent me um, pretty much uh, all the uh, picks that they used on the last tour, some tour laminates, um, and some other stuff too.
0: That is some unbelievable. Packages. Oh, yeah. you please, please, when is that wedding? Uh, so here's the thing.
1: There's a QR code. Oh, I'll just hit my head on the mic. There's a QR code that I can scan to RSVP and more details about our big day, including information about our celebrations in Texas and Tennessee and our registry. So I'm going to do that in just a moment. You know what? I might as well fuck it. I'm going to do that live on the podcast. Where's my phone? Oh, it's in my pocket. So I'm going to do that now. Uh, It said on here, on the invite itself, that uh, the fucking thing is... um, says the reception in their honor, it says please join us for a reception in their honor on December 30th, 2021 from 6.30 to 8.30. Now that Wait, sucks. September I, 23rd? No, no, December 30th, the day prior to New Year's Eve. This year? Yeah, no, Mormons don't waste time. Now, I don't know, see, that's, it, that's difficult because it's going to be tough to fly out on New Year's Eve. I have to work the night of New Year's Eve. I think I have to work the 30th as well. So that you might mean the thirty first? Oh no, no no no! I'd have to work the thirty first and the thirtieth. I think. Oh, I'd have to and the and theirs is on the thirtieth. Theirs is on the thirtieth, the reception. So I'm gonna figure out what's going on. Figure out is the reception before or after the wedding? After, I think it's right? after. It's gotta be after. So if it's after, then fuck the reception. I'll just go to the wedding on like the twenty ninth. Dude, but don't you want to say why you're there? Oh yeah, but I'll tell him at the ceremony. I'll be at the wedding, and I'll like, you know. No, I would you can't just
0: go up to some guy at his wedding ceremony <laughs> and tell him. <laughs> I feel, Why did I, he invite I, you? I'm so I confused. Invited? About- I'm not just some guy. I'm an invited
1: guest. I'm on the list. Why did he invite you? I think it was just an automated thing where, like, you just put in your shit, and I think they just sent out invites. There's no them. way because there's gotta be random people who did that. I don't. I doubt it. Who the fuck would do that? You yeah. is- exactly. <laughs> Who else would? There's nobody else that would.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's some random kicker. Yeah, that's
1: true. Dude, I'm gonna have a fucking framed photo of some random kicker and his wife in my house. Because you goddamn you know I'm framing this shit. You know I mean, that's right? a great
0: story though, right? Like oh, yeah, it's
1: like, unbelievable. But you know what's going to be even better? When I show the photo of my dad and I with Jake and his wife at their beautiful wedding to top the story
0: off because we actually fucking went. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, that yeah, makes sense. We yeah.
1: have to. We have to go. And I'm sure that Jake will have a good spirit about it. It's not like we're going to go there and like just drink for free and eat all his food and like harass his family. Yeah. Plus, I can't tell that story at the reception because it involves
0: gambling and we'll be thrown out of Utah. You so act like... You act like they are even going to have an open bar. <laughs> that's why they have everybody out. That's why they invite everybody. They, just, they invite everybody to fuck them. Yeah, come watch us get married and drink water and orange juice. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's an
1: open bar, but there's just nothing there. Not really, <laughs> the bartender's the bartender like, what well, can
0: I get you? Water or milk? What can I get you? Can I get you, uh, could I get you, um, a mimosa, you'd be like, Yeah, can I have a mimosa? And all that he puts sprite with orange juice. you like, This is not a mimosa at all. So, it's insane how far I've come with this podcast and how far it's gonna go in the next few years, dude. It's okay. not even with the podcast, dude. It's just like how much I've grown as a person, bro. You knew me, <sighs> I, like, you knew me. What is that?
1: But- uh, it, won't it. Focus. it won't focus. I'm on the I'm on the RSVP page now. <laughs> Go on. I have none you. Enter the first and last name of one member of your party below. If you're responding for you and a guest or your family, you'll be able to RSVP for your entire group on the next page. But
0: right? I can't believe you're at you're going to the fucking podcast, bro. I mean, you're going to the um the wedding. I have to. I have. You do well, we have, have at, to. At this point, a,
1: uh, if anything, I'm at least on the fucking registry. I'm at least on the fucking registry. So,
0: yeah, but it, you knew me, like, bro, when I was, like, kind of a pussy. Not, like, a pussy, but, like, kind of an asshole. And, like, but I also, like, was kind of, like, really, like, insecure. And I just grown a lot, you know? I just grown a lot. I've I've grown a lot. And it's it's been the most important thing to me. Um, I'm excited for the future, dude, a lot. But I'm also, like... What happened?
1: St- I, I put in my name first and says, hmm, we can't exactly find your name. Enter it exactly as it is on your invitation. But I put the junior at the end of my name because I, I do that. So yeah. I took the junior off and then it fucking let me in. So it's, I guess there's like a fucking list that you have to be on to even RSVP on this website. And I'm on. This.
0: Should I RSVP just for no reason? <laughs> Dude,
1: I should get, like, fucking 400 people to just RSVP and have just a mob pull up the Jake Oldroyd's wedding. Anyway, continue. Sorry, I don't, I fucking wasn't even listening because I'm so excited about this. This has overtaken the, my love for this podcast. You were saying something. I don't even fucking know.
0: Yeah, I was just saying that, like, the growth that I've been going I've been through, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, has been, like, the most important thing to me and i'm excited um for the future though because i don't know where it's going to lead me you know i don't know i don't know if i don't know if i'm going to change a lot i don't know if i don't know what's going to happen and i'm excited you know right for sure what are you excited for in the future, bro? Are you excited? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what, what if you if you could see yourself having your dream life? What is your dream life?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know because, like, you know, I just oh, I guess I'm not invited to the actual wedding, just the reception. I guess it's a small wedding. Well, that fucking sucks. That sucks, dick. Right,
0: now I have like
1: to weird. fuck. Now I have to go press them at the fucking reception. <laughs>
0: <sighs> it makes your life a little easier for um. Like work yeah. though. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I might
1: have to take a flight right after the reception and call my job. Be like, "Yo, I'll be there at like midnight. I got a fucking kind of thing." Um. Anyway, no. Um. Wh- wh- what is my dream? Like my like dream position in life? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm playing it by ear. Uh, truly, I'm playing it by ear because I I want to explore other avenues of life as well and see where they take me. In addition to what I'm doing. Right now, I mean, as it looks at the moment, I would like to get into either marketing or social media representation for the music industry and work with artists and other clientele or represent a large venue or a major brand such as like Live Nation, Ticketmaster, things like that, AEG. Um, but I mean, I've also, you know, I've, I've, I'm still young and I've thought about if I, you know, I've thought about podcasting. Clearly, I'm doing it here with you. Um, I've thought about, Going into stand up, um, I'm a, I always write material because I just come mm-hmm. up with jokes that make me laugh, and I just jot them down in my notes. And so I've kicked around the idea of going out and trying them on stage and trying to just tell some jokes and make some people laugh. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll become a stand up artist one day. I have no fucking idea. Uh, I just want. I just I know the one thing is I can't. I just can't like. Not that there's anything wrong with it. For some people, it's great, but like for me, I just I, I can't work like a blue collar job. Yeah, I. I, to me, that's failure. And I know it's not, it's, I'm not trying to insult anyone that does that kind of thing because it's like some people really want to do that stuff. They want to become electricians or, or plumbers or whatever, or construction workers. And like, you know, it's great money. And, and by all means you are not a failure. If you were able to put a roof over your family's head and put food on the table, you know, by all means, but for me, it's like I just if if I end up going down that road, I'm I'm gonna wake up every day and not be a happy person, and I'm gonna go to a job that I hate, and I'm gonna waste the only life that I have. So for me, it's just I don't know, man. My dream is just find a thing that find a job that gives me the gratification to where I feel proud of myself. You know, it's like and I think that's the dream for everyone is just get to a point where I feel like I I'm I'm comfortable with my own success and i feel like i made it and i'm proud of myself and you know whether that means i'm rich
0: i think for me like the biggest success for me is just like i actually don't know because i would I feel like I can do unimaginable things now that I've done the unexpected in football. Like I feel like success for me.
1: I don't think anything's unimaginable.
0: True. Yeah. I think the the really goal for me right now is to, is to find, is to find a job that I'm in love with. And I I like, I think law is that route for me. I think being a lawyer is going to be a lot of fun. And, and then start a family and have kids, um, and 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 make it to my kids' soccer games and to you know take off enough work where I can live my life happily while also feeling successful. You know, finding a yeah. balance. So I think that's my biggest like forward glance of success. 10 year plan, as they call it.
1: What do it you think
0: that? Your biggest, like, what do you think, like, if you look at your future, what do you think, like, you're, you're most scared of? Like, what is your, like, what are you running away from? Like, what is your biggest sign of failure, you know? Like, what do you not want to have happen for your future? Like, what do you, you know?
1: Um, Well, I mean, there's a few things, right? Obviously, yeah. we'll start with the obvious. I don't want to be homeless. I think everyone can confidently say that that's the one thing we all have in common. We don't want to end up with nothing, right? But to me, it's like I don't want to end up working some dead-end job that I've worked this far in my life, in my 20s. I don't want just history to constantly repeat itself and me keep working at more and more gas stations because I keep falling flat on my ass. Now, granted, I'm 20. I'm supposed to – or I was 20. I'm 23 now. I'm in my early 20s. I'm supposed to work shitty jobs, right? That's how it works. It's part of growing up. It's yeah. a fucking ladder. You go one rung at a time. But I don't want to get stuck on that rung forever because, you know, it's like I I did work with people at those gas stations that were 50 or 60. And, yeah, maybe some of them had other jobs and they left that and they just, you know, they're, they were stay-at-home moms and they just wanted to get something to get out of the house and make some money on the side and it's whatever. And they don't need a lot because there's significant other pulls the majority of the weight or whatever. That's great if that's the situation that you're in. But that's not where I want to be. I don't want to be doing something that I know that I, I want to be in a position where I'm qual where I know that I am the only one qualified to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, I have to be, you know, I have to be my own boss or work, you know, in a job where I'm mm-hmm. like that irreplaceable. It's just, I don't want to work in a fucking gas station where I know it. any 21 year old can come and take my job. You know, it's like, I want to at least have some sort of position that reflects my experience in life and uh yeah it's just if i'm ever you know if if i'm ever in a situation where i i can be replaced by someone way younger than me that has less experience or whatever because i'm just in that sort of a position Mm -hmm. you know that's game over i failed i've lost and i you know i can't fucking lose that's that's just it and i think that goes for anyone our age we can't fucking lose because we can't afford to it's a lot of
0: pressure but
1: Pressure either yeah. makes diamonds or it breaks things. So, which one out.
0: looking at our time, the time, I think this has been a good conversation.
1: I think so too. I think I'm gonna you. go to Johnny Max and eat some half-priced pizza.
0: Thank you for coming back on as, as the first guest. It's been a lot of fun,
1: dude. Fuck yeah! I can't wait to be on again.
0: Um Person, again. next time you should do. You yeah. should come on in, a, in like a week or two. You want? I'm home.
1: Dude, fuck yeah! Let's do it. Let's do it in person. We'll do it. We'll grab pizza again. This time, I won't pay fucking seventeen dollars for Domino's, and we'll do it.
0: i you, know
1: so- you know what? I'll bring Jake Oldroyd with me.
0: <laughs> we'll have a great night, Sal. It's i uh, I'll be out tomorrow, bro. I love you to death, bro. I love have you great more, night, bro.
1: See Absolutely. You, bro. Yeah. Later, guys.
0: I'm done with football. Um, and I can't find a better way to spend my time than by podcasting. I'm so excited to be back with you guys, to be grinding, to be putting out these crazy episodes that you guys can just listen to and grow with me. Um, Episode 76 is out now. 77 will be out tomorrow. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay demanding.